I, I have retirement mentors. I've gone to them. I think business mentors are invaluable and I have those. And I look for very bright people who are willing to share and who will, you know, just sit and listen and then tell me what to do or how to do it because I don't have all the answers. And if I can find someone that I think smarter than I am doing what they're doing, I'm asking. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Gary Sarek of Sarek Financial Services. Gary, super excited to have you on the show. Uh, very excited to be here. Yes, excited about all the awesome things you're doing. We had such great conversations and super excited to have this one recorded so we can hear about all those awesome things. But of course, before we do that, I want to read a little bit more about Gary so you can hear about some of those awesome things he's been doing. And Gary is a 40-year veteran of the financial services industry and owner of Sarek Financial Services in Canton, Ohio. Gary is the author of three books. He has been a guest on over 50 nationally syndicated radio shows, frequent podcast guests, and a frequent speaker at numerous industry events. He has worked with hundreds of clients advising and preparing them for the financial side of retirement and listening to their stories and experiences, Gary realized retirement is not just about the financial side of things, which led him to author his newest book, How to Retire and Not Die, The Three Ps That Will Keep You Young. Gary, excited again, my friend, to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited awesome. also. Well, let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Well, I I, I have a, a degree in English from Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. So I, I did that a long time ago. And when I got out, I realized that I wasn't really cut out to be a teacher. Uh, therefore, I had to figure out something else to do. And after doing some other things, the family had a business and I actually ended up entering the family business totally by accident. Um, happened on a golf course on the 10th hole. And somehow I said yes to something. And next thing I know, I'm in the business. So it was uh, funny how that works. And now we're third generation, which is pretty cool. But the the business led me down the path and my father was there. He started in 1957 and I took over the reins quite a while ago. So that's really how we got to this place. Nice. I absolutely love that. And of course, I'm an English major as well, too. We talked a little bit offline about, you know, the writing, creating and all those things. So it's it's it's, it's phenomenal to see like how two English majors are doing something completely different at the end of the day. Totally outside of my boundaries. Yeah, it's kind of fun, though, really. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how you're serving your clients, how you're working with them, and of course, more about your book and everything we can find there. Well, what's happened is my clientele has really evolved over time. As you would expect, the longer I'm in, they're getting older. And, and I made a promise to them when I got started. I said, listen, when you get to retirement, I'm going to help you figure that out. Now, uh, you know, I don't really think I, I don't know, 40 years ago, who knows what I was saying, but I, uh, next thing you know, I'm there. And so I made a promise and and I keep my promises, Gresh. So I said, I will make sure that, you know, I'm there to help you solve these problems because there's going to be a bunch of them and lots of things are going to come at you. And I will have had the experience to help you. And little did I know that actually came true the way I said, and that's really what's occurred. So the last 20 years, I've really spent 
probably 60% of my time helping people figure out retirement. And that's how I got into this space so tightly and, and learned so much about it and, and learned so much of it wasn't what people thought it was. That's fascinating in itself. Yeah, I would love to hear more about that. And I imagine that's covered in your book as well, too, of what some of the, I guess, misconceptions or maybe even uh, fallacies that people have around, you know, retirement and what it is and what it looks like. We have a chapter in the book, What You Get From Work, because people blow off work like it's the worst thing in the world. And but it's not. I mean, besides the fact you get a paycheck, which is obviously very important, you get a social life, you get a purpose, you have a schedule. I mean, there's a lot with work that comes out that's pretty positive. And, and that's why so many of my clients, I said, why don't we just figure out how you work less, not stop, but let's gradually work our way into retirement. Let's not just, you know, put a, a slam on the brakes. And next thing you know, a week later, you're not working because that's a pretty bad train wreck there. So I really want them to kind of ease their way in. But the social side of work is huge. I mean, when you go to lunch with people, you talk to people, you know, whatever, you know, the sports you're talking about or whatever it is you're into, um, that's really critical. And once you're not there, you don't have that. And it sounds like it, it really, you know, creates a strategy, obviously, in addition to the financial piece around that retirement, because I think so many times we can equate or define retirement as reaching this age. When we reach this age or this amount of years, then we flick a switch and then we're retired. But it sounds like there's a lot more involved with that, um, I guess, that journey and that, that adjustment and change that's happening within you know people's lives. Oh, Gresham hit it right on the head. I mean, I, I use the three P's are purpose, passion, and a plan. And, and the reason I use those three P's and we wrote about them is because it really takes all three to have what I consider a good retirement. If you have lacking any of the three, and, and I use passion, what you do for yourself, purpose, what you do for others. And the plan is you got to figure out how to implement that. And so you can do both of those. And, and so few people like nine out of 10 people who come to see me don't have any clue. And, or maybe they have a little bit, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I said, what do you do? With the I don't know. I said, OK, we need all three of these blanks filled in because you need to figure out how your first day, your first week, your first month, your first year is going to look like. And that takes planning. It's not an accident. And I, I love that. And, and I was just envisioning the kind of three legs of a stool. And like you were you know, saying so well, I, I think so many times when we look at work, we can kind of equate that with, you know, a paycheck. So it's like, okay, well, if I figure out this is the amount that I need to retire, you don't think about, oh, there was those water cooler moments where I got to talk to other people or they, I did, you know, maybe, you know, go to work out or something after I came from work, just all those things that we kind of take for granted and don't realize they're part of the, the three P's, it sounds like. Um, it's funny. I, I just had a conversation with someone just this weekend. He's 75 years old. He retired at 73, went back to work at 74. And I asked them, and, and his name's Vito, and I said, Vito, why'd you do that? He said, Gary, he said, I got off work. I thought this was going to be great. And I realized I didn't know what to do with the rest of my life. He said, you know, I live in Canton, Ohio, so golf is maybe six months out of the year, but not nine or 10 or 12. And he said, and I don't want to move south. And he said, my grandchildren are here, and that's cool. He said, but I just really missed the people I worked with and what I did and the communications I had. And he said, I just realized that there was something really lacking in my life. And he said, and I didn't go back for the money. He said, quite frankly, please don't tell my boss, but I would have gone back at about half the, the wages. I just wanted the, the relationships again. And I thought, you know what? That's pretty much the way it works too. You got to have it figured out. 
Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. I was going to ask you if you're if the friend you were talking to, his name was Tom Brady. I know we had talked a little bit about sports before and how he just went really back to everything that he was doing. But um, I think that makes so much sense, which is why I love that you said, you know, working less and how important that is and understanding like what your plan is going to be and trying to, to navigate around that. So I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself, the book, the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Um, that I care more about what they're going to do than I do their money. I, oh, I, I mean, realistically, there are 50 financial advisors on the street that I work in in Canton, Ohio. I mean, I, I for some reason, I counted them. I'm kind of anal. Anyway, so I <laughs> wanted to know how many were on the street. I, I, I probably have nine out of 10 people work with me. And the reason they work with me is not because I'm a financial genius. It's because I care so much about the other stuff and they know that if I cared that much about that, they're probably going to want me to handle their money. So that's happened so many times, Gresh, it's amazing, and which is very flattering. But that wasn't my point. My point was, let's figure out how to make sure that you have a good result here. I said, I'm not worried about me. I tell people I'm skinny, but I eat all my meals. And I mostly do. And I am skinny. So I uh, but I don't I, you know, it doesn't matter. What matters is, OK, you know, are they going to have a better life? That makes me feel very good. It gives me purpose. It's my passion. No question. Yeah. And I can imagine that, um, you know, money becomes, I, I think a lot of times, and I don't know if you define it, you know, in the same way, but sometimes it's a tool to get to where you want to be or gas. I've even heard people, you know, mention it as, but if you don't have those discussions and ask those questions, you don't end up knowing, you know, those three P's and where people want to go, what they're, per all those things. And then you figure out how much gas do you need to actually get, you know, there. Precisely. You hit it right on the head. I, I've not used the term gas, but you hit it right on the head. That is exactly what we do. And, and when they give me their equation, oh yeah, I want to move to Florida. I want to spend six months in Florida. I said, okay, let's talk about that. And then we go through how that would work, what that would look like, where they're going to go. Why are they going to go there? Have they spent any time down there? Have you really gone down there in August, you know, to see what that's like? Because it's warm down there. And, you know, those are the kind of questions I ask. And, and I really want them to think and not just react. I, I want them to not just spontaneously do something that doesn't make sense. I, I had a client of mine literally sell everything in Canton, Ohio, move to San Diego because his son lived there. Unfortunately, he thought he was going to spend a ton of time with his son and his family. Well, they all had their own life. And when he's out there for two weeks, it's one thing. When you're out there all the time, not so good. And so he found out in seven weeks that that was a really big mistake he made. Plus, he hated the traffic in San Diego and, and a lot of other things that it was outrageously expensive compared to what he was used to. And he didn't have any friends. And he said, you know, it was the worst decision I ever made. And I said, well, it's funny. I don't think it's the worst decision, but you made the best one. He said, what's that? He said, you came back here and admitted you made a mistake. That was a good mistake. You made, you figured that out. So absolutely don't let that pride, you know, take over and, and realize that you can course suggest, you know, if you realize things aren't going the way you want them to go. So absolutely appreciate that. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit. Sure. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but What's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I, I read Think and Grow Rich many, many years ago. I've read that book maybe 10 times. And when I ever get thinking about stuff like that, I will pick that book up again and read it again. It was just really well written. And it's one of those things where I've referred back to that. I've pulled, I've bought so many copies and given it away. I can't even count. Um, but I just thought it was really well written and it was really resonated with me. And so 
you know, that's one thing. I, I would say the other thing is, and I tell people this all the time, when I got in business and even what I'm doing now, I have mentors. I have retirement mentors. I've gone to them. I think business mentors are invaluable and I have those. And I look for very bright people who are willing to share and who will, you know, just sit and listen and then tell me what to do or how to do it because I don't have all the answers. And if I can find someone that I think smart and I am doing what they're doing, I'm asking. And then I'm just going to buy them coffee, lunch, whatever it takes to get that information. I think that might be the best thing I do. I absolutely love that, especially when you have those people uh, that you can kind of reach out to and and, and get their expertise. So you might have already touched on this, but I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So it's a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell a client or if you happen into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I would have told my younger business self to start my wish list earlier. My wish list is something that I wish I'd have done about 40. But what it is, is I, I tell people, and I mentioned this in the book, sit down with a piece of paper as you're doing things and say, boy, if I wasn't working today, I wish I would have been doing that, but I'm working so I can't do that. And I started making a list at about age 50 and, and writing things down. And then I get so much pleasure crossing those off, Gresh. It's just a really cool thing. But what it also does is it helps figure out if I want to take off less, you know, work less and take more time off, what would I do with that time? Well, it's on a wish list. Now, some things I wish I could do, I can't do anymore, but eh, well, that's age. Anyway, uh, but there's a lot of stuff I can do. So I'll give you a great example. We're going to be traveling and I'm going to knock three things off my wish list in one week. And I've never been to Charleston, want to do that, never been to Savannah and Buford. And I want to go to all three of those cities and really check them out. So we're going to hop over there for a few days and I'll knock three off in one, one little stay. So... Those are things that I think are really important and have been really good for me. And I tell my clients, I said, believe me, anytime you write things down on a wish list, it makes you think about something other than what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense. And so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Gary, what does being a CEO mean to you? To me, it's being the head of a team. And I consider my company a team. And I try and treat all my team members with a lot of respect because I know, quite frankly, the fact that I'm the CEO, we would be nothing without them. And and so, Gresh, when I I talk to my employees and work with them, they're not employees. They're they're team members, truly team members. And it's just like Brady, you know, he's coming back and he's going to unretire and you know, he's got a team in front of him. And and those team members take pride in what Tom Brady does. And without them blocking and catching passes, he isn't that good. So it's how I feel. I, I know that in my world, I'm only as good as the people around me. And, and I really try and emphasize that. Absolutely. I appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. What I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, get a copy of your book, find out about all the awesome things that you and your team are working on. Cool. Uh, GarySurak.com. Uh, and that's one easy way. Uh, questions and you can buy the book there. Any book on that one I sign. Obviously, Amazon has it, uh, all that stuff. And, and I think the most important thing is if people are really considering looking at retirement, I really want to emphasize a retirement mentor is so important. Find somebody that's retired, that's already done this, that you admire, you like, you respect, and go find out their secrets because they had a formula how they did what they did. Maybe it was by accident. Maybe it was on purpose. 
but it's still worth having a conversation. And I'm always kind of impressed by how people have figured this out ahead of time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Gary, truly appreciate you for the work you do. Obviously, the time you took today, we will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. So thank you so much for that. Last point, and of course, your time today, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Hey, I had a great time. And anytime you want me back, I'm in. This is fun. You know, there isn't much more I enjoy having uh, smart people ask me smart questions, and then I get to answer them. And you make me yeah. look smart, so good. It's hey, you are smart. You are yeah. smart. I like having smart people answer questions, so we have a great way to win. So thank you so much again, my friend. Thank you. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.